This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, June the 22nd, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. My name's Homer Lopez, and I want to say thank you for joining us today. It is hump day here in Phoenix, Arizona. And hump day, well, it's still heat day. It just will not drop in temperature, and it doesn't matter what time of day it is. But, you know, it's hot, gold, and silver, and it's as easy. You want to get your hands on some, it's as easy as giving us a call at one 800 951 0592. The lovely Wendy's here to take your phone calls, answer your questions. Or you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Point and click. Check out the products. Check out the news to disturb the comfortable. All of this, all this show, the financial backing behind this show, the financial backing behind the website itself is all brought to you by one person. His name's Joe Jaquin. He's the CEO and owner of the company. A legacy, if you want to call him. Second or third generation, I really don't know. I'm not related. I just work for him. Joe, it's hump day. What's going on, man? What's happening here? Happy hump day to everybody, and and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, yesterday, you know, just to clean up some business, yesterday we ran a just a great special and opportunity for people to get into the market. Boy, they were keeping Wendy busy, man. We we ran the the I don't I guess I don't know how to call it. You pick it if you will, type special. We had fives, tens, $20 gold pieces. We even threw gold eagles in there. Uh, any combination that, that totaled an ounce for $1,395. Uh, we sold out of $5 liberties. I do have about $20 liberties, so you get two tens. For thirteen ninety five, and I do have some twenty dollar liberties. Maybe fifteen of those still left at thirteen ninety five. So we're going to do it one more day. Uh, the remaining tens and twenties. Uh, I had a limit on everything yesterday. I'm taking that limit off today. So if you want to buy them all, go right ahead and do so at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. A lot of ground to cover today. We have Janet Yellen concluding her testimony today. Uh, I will tell you that I've been listening. I think a better day, at least. I have some hope for our elected officials. The questions got a, I don't want to say tougher, but at least a little more about what it is that Janet Yellen does and how things are really going. She repeated pretty much everything her canned speech which is hey listen things aren't great we have downcast the the fed rate hikes for 2016 2017 2018 uh reiterated that she's hopeful that the job slowdown is they they love that word transitory they they like to use that word a lot all of it. Apparently, that's like her favorite word. So when you get laid off, you're in transition. <laughs> when you get fired, you're in transition. And it'll just be transitory for a while. Uh, she did say low oil prices 
is not good for the economy. Says that low low oil prices hurts retail sales, it hurts productivity, and it hurts business investment. I, I I don't know what to say. Well, let me get this straight. It hurts now, but before we should take advantage of the savings at the gas pumps, and we could right, invest it used to be low back. oil prices it, were good. It was good, and we can invest it right back into the economy by eating out well, more, buying more stuff. You know what? You think about this: the when the economy quote unquote got better. Crude oil was a hundred plus dollars a barrel. So I guess in that point, I guess she has a, a point, right? Because when you look at the quote unquote better part, we are talking what twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. I mean, crude oil was more expensive than better food. for who though? Well, that's irrelevant, is it? The who is irrelevant. I mean, really, when you think about it, obviously it must be, because when you look at the real data. The American, the average American is doing considerably worse than they were 10 years ago. It's just the same thing we have with the Brexit vote. We talked about this yesterday. Very similar, in my opinion, to what my uncle used to say about the American economy and about all the things this shift. And it, and it took decades to do. The shift to globalism. He told you, he warned you, one of these days, you're going to want it back. And if you start looking at the popularity of the message from Donald Trump, it's mostly about people want the country back. We want our borders back. We want our jobs back. We want a decent way of life. We all we want it back. We want to be back in the middle class. And really, England, the UK, they're voting for the very same thing, which is we want control of our country back. Now, what the latest poll just came out about 30 minutes ago. to leave, 43.4% to stay, and I think it was 11.8% still undecided as we head into uh, the countdown. We actually looked it up today. At this time tomorrow, it'll be 5 p.m. in England where the Brexit vote will be going on while we're on the air tomorrow. Pay to the radio news hour, Double J and the Love, our toll-free number 800 uh, And I hate to, to squeeze you, but you probably do need to hurry if you want to pick up uh, a gold at just Fantastic pricing, a great opportunity. Talking about what's left of the $10 gold pieces. You get two tens for $13.95. Uh, $20 gold pieces, $13.95. And uh, I even got five gold eagles, $13.95 still left. So you have uh, some options there at 800 951 We're going to talk about the Brexit, but before.
before we do, I want to tell you that, and this is really how it works, a lot of people, whether they listen to the show, they don't listen to the show, uh, their neighbor has bought from us, or their brother's a listener, or their parents listen, and, and you get the, you know, I can't get them to to buy. They 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 or they they don't like to listen because they say it's negative or or whatever the excuse may be. But then something happens, and it happens to them, and then all of a sudden they want to start paying attention. In other words, hey, I was happy. I was happy with my life. With my head in the sand and, and, and no no cares in the world, and then something happened to me, and now I want to pay attention. And it was just so funny because uh, Ramon, our, our producer here in, in Phoenix, he says, you know, I've been listening to you guys, and, and, and he goes, and I've been listening to you talk about cash, Federal Reserve notes, and warning people that, you know, it's going to go away. And and really, at least in in financial terms, we're on the fast track. Now, unfortunately, most people think the fast track is what happened in the last 10 minutes, right? What happened in the last 24 hours? But I'm talking about the ball has already been moving, this is something that he, over the next five to ten years, we, we're going to see it before. I'll tell you this. Before my life is over, cash will be gone. Th- that I'm certain of. And I'm, I don't even think I'll make it to retirement before cash is gone. But Ramon said, you know what? It happened to me. And, and I get it because a lot of people, you already used the debit card. Right, almost exclusively. A lot of people don't carry a lot of cash. But uh, Ramon told me the story yesterday. He said, you know, I got rear-ended. Okay, so he's in a, a uh, traffic accident. And the good news for Ramon was he has insurance, and the other guy had insurance. And, and by the way, in Arizona... That's another one of those, it's illegal not to have insurance. I don't know exactly what happens, but I've been hit twice, both times, by people without insurance, but neither here nor there. And they, they, the adjuster came out and said, okay, great, here, take it, take it here, and they'll fix you right up. And, of course, like any, you know, anybody that has car insurance, you, you always have the deductible. And I think... I think for most people, it's usually 500 bucks. Wouldn't you say that's the, the average? Yeah, something the, like that. Something yeah, like that, the average deductible. $500,000. $500. And Ramon said that he's sitting, you know, went in, brought his car in there, and right on the, the desk there where the, uh, you know, the gal was taking his information, there's a, there's a sign. We do not accept cash. You must pay with check or credit card only. But then Ramon kind of noticed the sign, thought of me, 
But then when they were doing the sign here, initial here, sign here, initial there thing, one of the things that he had to sign or initial was that he understood that, oh, by the way, you cannot come and pay your deductible with cash. And I, and I, and I was telling Homer the story, and you know what? I get it. I get why this company, I mean, obviously they do collision repair. And I would venture to say that 90% of the people that come in there have to pay a deductible of $500 or more. And then some other people, they, you know, I guess they got to pay the whole thing. But if you think about if they got 20 people, a day paying $500 that's $10,000 if they tried to show up at their bank with $10,000 the bank's going to pull them out of line and say uh, we need you need to come over here and uh, here's this form we need you to start filling out for us before we'll take any of your money and don't forget, we need your ID and all of these things. And could you imagine if, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever, the, the it was a late day, you didn't get to the bank, and now you got two days' worth of money you got to put in there, and you got $20,000, or heaven forbid it was a busy couple of days, and you got $30,000 to deposit. I don't even know what they would do. Right, and this is in a type of business where a lot of businesses, hey, I don't do that much cash. If I had a big cash day, take me as an example. Let's just say we had a couple of customers and they both paid cash, and let's just say they did $8,000. So now Wendy's got $16,000 in cash. Wendy, without even hesitating, she she would she wouldn't ask. She would just tell me, "Hey, you know what, Joe? I'm going to break these up. I'm not going to put this all in there because they're going to harass me. And I'm going to put the money in over uh, three days. I'm going to put five thousand in today. I'll do five thousand tomorrow, and I'll do six thousand the next day. Now, up until this year, if we had done that, we would have been breaking the law." because they said that's your structuring. And a lot of you have seen stories where people, the IRS has come in and taken people's bank accounts because of this. But I'm not a business. I don't do a lot of cash business. You know, and I, I have the ability, right, to, to stay under the 10000 But here's a type of a business where my guess is, especially if they're a really busy shop, they may be getting $10,000 in cash every day. And they're just like, listen, we just can't do it. Right? For, for me to send my gal to go do the deposit, it takes her an hour to fill out all these forms. And I'm going to tell you what happens. Not only do you have to fill out the form there at the bank, there's more forms coming. It's a great example of another example. We used to take 
third-party check. My uncle used to make this little joke. Matter of fact, I actually think he had a commercial that said it. We don't care what it is. Third-party check from Guam or whatever. We, we didn't care. I won't take a third-party check ever again. Wendy can tell you, we did it once when I when I had first uh, bought Eric Allen. We did it one time. Not only did we get harassed at the bank, the, 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 the preceding letters in the packet of paperwork that we had to fill out after the fact was incredible. Not to mention the threat from the bank about, hey, by the way, if you don't fill this out, we are going to freeze your bank account. And you have 10 working days to comply. And so while all of this talk about, you know, right now everyone's focused on the Brexit, it's happening. You know, you think about the show we did last week. The Federal Reserve's already meeting with all of the, well, I guess I'll call it the electronic currency people, getting ready for the next step. And really what we're looking at is control, very similar to, to what we're seeing happen and what, what, what the Brexit vote is about, what Donald Trump is all about. Matter of fact, uh, Trump was given his big a big speech today and I just want to read you he was in New York and he was going after Hillary Clinton as an anti-American globalist and really uh, something that when you think about what it is the UK is voting about it's the same thing our country lost its way when we stopped putting the American people first. We got here because we switched from a policy of Americanism, focusing on what's good for America's middle class, to a policy of globalism, focusing on how to make money for large corporations who can move their wealth, who can move their workers, to foreign countries, all to the detriment of the American worker and the American economy. This is not a rising tide that lifts all boats. This is a wave of globalism that wipes out our middle class and wipes out our jobs. And when you think about that message, and you think about what's really what we're really talking about I think the Brexit vote is a great example they were starting to lose matter of fact if you just go back a month ago no one actually thought it was going to happen I didn't even start talking about it really till about two weeks ago and we've known about this vote for months and months and months but there, you know, the polls are oh no no, and they're not, they're not leaving. And then as people started talking about it, and as the people of 
and it's not just England. England, Ireland, Scotland, that whole the whole island is voting. People started to realize, yeah, you know what? It's exactly what's happening. We've lost our say in what's best for us. And you know what? The funny thing happened. You can look at the gale that got killed. Was that an accident? Was that a an isolated event? Was it planned? Was there, a, you know, like the games? I don't know if you watched the games of Throne on HBO. You watched that? Uh, it's one of my favorites. Right? Yeah. Right? The, the Goldfinger guy. Right? The, little Finger? Little Finger. Right. Yeah, that's not Goldfinger. Little Finger. Right? Was there a little finger at work for the elite to say, hey, let's make this happen so we can get control of this thing? I don't know. You mean someone behind the scenes pulling the puppet strings? That's Somebody what? manipulating the whole system. Right. Somebody in the dark shadows of the of the system. And then for the last several days, the only information you got was information that was good to, oh, no, wait, uh, Stain's winning. Right, if there was a poll out that said Stain was winning, it was all over the news. All the stock markets rallied, and I mean all of them. As they try to, to see, say, see, this is what it's supposed to be, and look how good it'll be if you stay. And then today, the polls came out, and it looks like they're behind again. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592 is our toll-free number. Everything right now is pretty much unchanged. Wall Street, pretty much unchanged. The Dow actually just went a, a tad negative here as the Brexit vote is now too close to call. Uh, gold's unchanged. Uh, silver, same thing, pretty much unchanged. They're right next to it. You know, gold's $1,270 to the ounce. Uh, silver, I, I guess silver's up a few cents right now, uh, just under $17.30 to the ounce this morning. And it really, it doesn't matter. You know, I'll pay attention to it because I think if tomorrow the vote comes out and they leave the EU you're going to see a big move in gold. Big. I mean, we'll break through 1300 and stay there. Uh, and my guess is, uh, you know, could we see a $40, $50 move on Friday? Absolutely. Could it be 100 It could be. I mean, we could see uh, 1400 before the 4th of July very easily. What if they say, now we're going to stay? Again, I don't think really for gold there's a lot of downside left. You know, if you think about before the Brexit thing became an issue, which was only a few weeks ago, gold was already here. Right? Gold gold was almost $1,300 when the Federal Reserve and remember all the Fed governors were coming, oh, no, wait, we're raising rates. We're doing it. Remember that? What was Absolutely. that, five or six weeks ago? They all go, oh, no, no, everything's wonderful, blah, blah, blah. And gold went down to, to $1,210, and then the jobs number came out. It was horrible. And then Janet Yellen said, hey, listen, you know what? Forget it. Forget it. We're not raising rates. We're not raising them in June. 
We're not doing it in July. You know, hey, we'll get back to you. Today she reiterated, hey, don't take our outlook on rates to mean anything. We can change our mind at a moment's notice. And then a bunch of the, I'll call them bullish members of the Fed, uh, the Bullard from St. Louis, the biggest bull of them all, he just flat out came out and said, dude, missed it wrong. We're not going to grow over 2% a year in 2016, 2017, 2018. I told you about Japan. Right, The only reason why Japan didn't go further negative last week is because they were worried about the fact that, well, we're going to go further negative, but then if if Britain leaves the – if the U.K. votes to leave the EU, anything that we would have gained will be lost, and our currency will rise because the pound's going to fall. They're going negative – farther negative at their next meeting. It's going to happen. So I think there's a lot of things that are are very bullish, even without it, with it. Then things get a little more interesting, right, because we'll get there a little faster uh, than, than, you know, and faster, I mean, 24 hours, 48 hours. We could already be, you know, above that 1,300 on our way to 1,400, and and who knows what happens after that. But the biggest thing to remember, is what it's really all about. We're not alone in this. And I've been telling you and trying to explain it to you. You look at these, and I'll call them the developed nation. The United States, Japan, England, right? The U.K. itself, France and Germany, Italy, Spain, Portugal. They're all having the same problem. This globalism is killing them. Right? All all of these these businesses out there have left. Nobody's working anymore. No one's making enough money. They keep telling us that it's good for us. But yet the numbers say that it's not. And now the fact of the matter is, is who's going to be the first country to step out of line? I was hoping it was going to be us. But it looks like the U.K. may beat us to the punch, right? They may be like, nope, we're going to be the first ones to step out of line. And I'm really, I think this is, this is the two choices, right? We're either going to stop globalism in its tracks. Or we're going to be what? We're going to continue down this path. I mean, you, you look at what it's really cost us to pretend that it's working. We got a deficit that's almost $20 trillion just to pretend that globalism is working. The Federal Reserve has a balance sheet of over $4 trillion just to pretend that globalism is working. You know what was funny is I was listening to the testimony, and, and you got all kinds, right? You got a bunch of people, they love the Federal Reserve. And one of the guys that loved the Federal Reserve told Janet Yellen, thank you, Janet, 
for the $100 billion that you gave us last year so that poor people could have food and and he gave all the things, you know, all the handouts that the government gets. Because what the Federal Reserve has done, you know, they, they, they buy these bonds and they roll them over. And when they roll them over, they hold them to maturity, they collect the interest. They turn that interest over to the federal government, to the Treasury Department, to make the deficit look better. Last year, they turned over one hundred billion, but it was ninety, like ninety-seven billion dollars, because they had printed up all of this fake money to buy all these bonds, and as the interest, and this is part of the problem when you go negative. And a couple of people brought this up to the chairwoman today. Hey, what happens if we go negative rates and now all of a sudden the Treasury needs to give you money? Oh, well, we don't envision that happening, you know, that answer. But you know what the chairwoman's response was to the thank you? You're welcome. You're welcome. Look how great we are. We took a bunch of debt that nobody wanted to buy, and we put it on our balance sheet instead. Now, you think about too big to fail, right? You think about all of the stress tests, and we're worried about these banks, and why did they ever let them get this big, and why didn't they break them up, and they're jeopardizing all of us. And then you think about the Federal Reserve, the biggest bank of them all. $4.5 trillion of debt they're holding. What happens when that goes negative? The taxpayer gets fleeced. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. 800-951-0592. It really is amazing. Because the... They never want to see the other side of anything. There was one guy, and I, and I apologize because she testifies. It's hours and hours long. And, and so I, I'm listening, but I'm not catching, you know, they'll say, your time is up, and now it's time for the senator from California. Your time's up, and it's time for the senator from New Jersey. So I don't know who exactly is talking. But... One of them said to to Janet Yellen, and I thought very, like I said, I thought today, at least what I heard, so much better today. As far as the question, remember yesterday we were making fun of, really, we're going to, all the stuff that's going on and you want to talk about inequality at the Fed, I mean, great, maybe one person can bring it up, but can we get to something more important than that? posed the question and said, you know, you've bought all of this debt and you've manipulated all of these interest rates to get this great economic boost. Right? You 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 risked trillions and trillions of dollars. You put the full faith and credit of the United States and the Federal Reserve note on the line to get this great 
economic recovery. He goes, wouldn't it be logical to assume... Now, he didn't say it like that. I'm going to paraphrase. Wouldn't it be logical to assume that after that is over, that you would get a negative reaction or a pullback from stocks and bonds and all of these other things once you stop pumping it up. You think, right, that would just make sense, right? And you know what, and of course what he was referencing to was, hey, aren't we going to start getting in trouble now? for all of the bonds that you hold? What's going to happen to the $4.5 trillion? Because their comment was, well, we're just going to keep rolling them over. And, and, of course, he said, yeah, I get that. But what if you start rolling them over at a negative rate? And the chairwoman said, well, we just don't think that that's going to happen. And I you know, and I'm sitting there going, really? And that was really the, the question. He only gets two minutes, so but he couldn't really go much farther than that. That's a lesson 101 of how to avoid a question. Right? Just talk long enough to make sure all your time is up, and they go to the next person. And the next person picking up on the attack Wanted to tell, oh, no, no, I'm not, we want to let you know what a great job you're doing. One of those, you're right. It's almost always that way. But the unintended consequences, you've got to remember now, think back to the housing crisis. Ben Bernanke was telling you, well, we don't see, there may be a little bit of fraud, but we it's all based on sound fundamentals. Think about this is really what he said. And we've had a housing market in this country for hundreds of years. It never had ever done what it did then. Of course, now we're trying to repeat that. Not going to work. And the problem is, here's what's going to happen. Instead of giving a hundred billion dollars they're going to need a hundred billion dollars and the question was to the federal reserve don't you think before his time ran out that we should do a stress test on the federal reserve you're stress testing all of these banks for all of their debts You're telling them, show us what would happen to your debts during a negative rate environment. Shouldn't we perform a stress test on the central bank itself? I want you all out there, all of you that are listening, think about what the question really was about, which was, hey, you know, you did it, to get this big growth and it never came. Now, unfortunately, 
rates are pretty much near zero, and you've just told us you have no intentions of really bringing rates any higher over the next several years. What happens if we go into a recession, which logically it looks like we should go into, and the rates go negative? How insolvent is the central bank really? A hundred billion? Two hundred billion? Three hundred billion? A trillion? What are they going to do then? What, they're going to do more QE? We're going to be like Japan and buy all the debt everywhere? See, that's that's what they want you to believe the simple answer is. Well, they can just do QE4. The unintended consequences of negative rates that essentially makes the central banks insolvent themselves. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment. The day before the vote, Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. And like I was saying before, it really doesn't matter, in or out. I think either way, all of the markets are setting up really good. For a matter of fact, you know what, here's what's disappointing. Because they, they want to be in so bad, right, and they're, monot- you know, they're the... They're just taking control of all these markets and managing central planning the markets to try to convince everybody, hey, do it this way, and look how good you know good things will happen. And, all, and if they leave, the end of the world's coming. If they leave, gold will spike, without a doubt. If they stay, gold's still spiking. Why? Because of all the reasons we've laid out. They're broke. All the economies of the world are broke. You know, we, we're just, uh, as Homer says, just a different level of brokenness. And Janet yelling out there today, if, if we didn't have this Brexit thing on, gold would be rallied. Because really what she's saying is, hey, we don't know. We, we can't raise rates. We don't know what the economy's doing. We're hopeful. I mean, that's about the only good thing she can say. Uh, right now, quick look at the market. The Dow has turned negative. Uh, it's now down 25 points. Uh, it has been as high as up 70 or 80 points, and then the polls came out uh, saying that leaving was winning, but it's still too close to call. Uh, gold's pretty much unchanged, $1,269. Uh, silver, the same thing, uh, $17.25. Uh, today's special, a continuation from yesterday, you pick it. Here's where you, We've got some $10 gold pieces. We've got some $20 gold pieces, and we, we've got some gold eagles, and and I think we in a couple of saints as well, but you put it together, thirteen ninety five an ounce until I'm out at 800-951-0592, and uh, no limit. So if you want to buy all that I have left, you can do so. Uh, but you're looking at thirteen ninety five per ounce, so two ten dollar pieces 
or a $20 piece or a gold eagle, uh, $1,395 at 800-951-0592. That will be the toll-free number. When we get on the air tomorrow, like I said, it will be 5 o'clock in London. I uh, don't know how the polls work there or anything of that nature, uh, but I know that obviously I think people will be betting one way or the other as to what the exit polls are saying. And then, of course, on Friday, we'll know for sure whether they voted to stay or whether they voted to leave. Uh, and then once that's over, then you're going to be talking about then you're going to be talking about the July Federal Reserve meeting, the July Japanese Central Bank meeting, the July European Central Bank meeting, and all of those things are all the same way. We already know the United States has already said, listen, we're not doing anything. The Japanese are already saying we're going farther negative, and my bet will be we'll hear from the European Union that we're going, especially if, if, if the U.K. leaves, they'll be going farther negative. It could be a very big summer. The summer of gold may be upon us. 800-951-0592. Everybody have a great day, and we'll be back tomorrow.